Welcome back to another episode of Tales from Trucci. I'm your host, Denor Sapolia. In this episode, Sid and I talk about intentional growth. We explore the idea in detail. Sid talks about how he's applied the concept in his personal and professional lives. And most importantly, we talk about how students and young professionals can grow intentionally, even during the time of the coronavirus pandemic. Here's our conversation. Growth is not automatic. Uh, we have to grow on purpose. Um, again, uh, grow intentionally and not automatically. So when I talk about uh, intentional growth, um, it is to mean that growth normally does not happen automatically in the sense like you, you just don't grow automatically in a particular area. There has to be an intentional effort. There has to be an intent and you have to put an effort towards growing in that particular direction. So I'll give a, uh, there, there's a very good analogy, right, um, about how intentional growth happens. Um, imagine kids going to school, right? They, they go to first grade, second grade, third grade, move on from one grade to another. As they are in grade school, the curriculum which is driven is is provided to all the kids in the class, and everybody must go through it. Right? That is something which is called as automatic growth. Now, there are certain kids who want to excel in something, a particular subject. They want to do something very well in a particular area. So they go out of the way, do some extra classes, do some extra learning. And that is where intentional growth comes in. So something new, you want to really excel. You know, um, you, you want to really get some coaches, mentors, like people. Uh, there are kids who are um, who are prodigies in music, right? Why is it? Mm -hmm. Because they go out of the way. They put in that intentional growth factor of putting in that extra effort. Uh, that's what I call it as intentional growth. Right. And, and we can't have a conversation about intentional growth without talking about the importance of practice, right? Like there has to be such a such a focusing in on practicing. And, and this is something even I have a problem with, you know, where, where it's hard to get that initial practice done because it's usually very boring. It's not anything too entertaining. And, and the progress initially is very slow, right? Let's say you're learning how to uh, play an instrument or, or, or uh, learning how to lift a weight properly. You know, the, the initial gains you're going to make are not going to be very rewarding, but, but they are so, so, so simple yet so important, right? The, the rudiments of any, any art or any type of, uh, of any type of task. So do, do you have any advice of getting through that initial uh, phase of the, the lack of rewards when it comes to this intentional practice? I would, I would, there's only one word, which is patience, but I would not make it that simple. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't make it that simple, but um, it, first of all, I want to talk a little bit about the example, what you cited, right? Uh, working out. Working out is a perfect mm -hmm. example of growth, of intentional growth. You really want to, uh, so if you want to build a great body, uh, you really have to work your muscle. There is soreness to it. Without pain, there is no gain. You go through all the pains. Uh, before you get there, right? Uh, but fundamentally, if if you if you really have to go past that, uh, the most important thing is 
commitment, committing to yourself that I want to be a part of this journey. Mm -hmm. um, when you make a commitment to yourself uh, that I want to be a part of this, I want to go through this intentional growth, um, I think it's more like a, a mindset um, which you need to have to really go past that and go through that pain, painful journey as well to achieve that pinnacle. And you need to have, you need to look at what your end goal looks like as well in intentional growth. Um, if you've chosen a particular path, um, let's take, for example, that you're working in, right? And you want to look in this particular form or shape at a particular point in time. That's your end goal, and you want to continuously work towards it. If you're not able to visualize your end goal, then it's very, very abstract. So a commitment and a vision in terms of what your end goal is going to look like. Yeah, that, that absolutely makes sense. You know, kind of beginning with, with that end in mind and, and striving towards that as much, as much as you can every day. You know, I, I, think, I think a lot of times people can lose sight of that end, right? It, it's hard to do it every day. And, Agreed. And uh, especially now when there are external forces at play, you know, for, I'm sure people listening to this we're we're applying these concepts whether they knew that they were doing it or not but you know when talking about students this is prime hiring season right this is when people are getting uh job acceptances hopefully not too many rejections and and are applying for internships getting uh, getting responses about internships things like that and because of forces out of their control they've had to put this this growth in their career and their personal development on hold um, what what do you do in that situation when when you have the mindset to grow, but something out of your control doesn't allow you to do so? When you mention, I'll slightly differ. When you mention that, you know, um, there is a, a, a there's an uncontrollable situation which has which has um, stopped their growth path. That is exactly what, you, what you're trying to mean. Is that right? Yes. Okay. So technically speaking, what, what, is, what has happened is when, when you talk about college students right now, um, say, for example, if their offers have been rolled back or um, they, they've already or they haven't been accepted to a particular college or, or a particular organization, um, one of the things what they could do is they could use this as an opportunity um, to really put some effort or uh, put some intentional um, growth effort in an area which they are not excelling. Okay, what is what is happening is right now the markets are changing, right? Um, companies are changing the way they do business. All right, uh, if you haven't received an offer, or if you already have an offer at this point in time, or if you've not been hired, your offer has been deferred. What exactly do you do at this point in time is really take this as an opportunity uh, to grow in areas where you lack expertise or think about how the markets are evolving. What is that area where you can put your effort in? All right. Let's take an example. All right. Um, say, for example, there is a student who has got an opportunity with a retail company and that retail company doesn't want to hire them now as opposed to say in June, July, they've said, okay, we're going to defer the offer by six months. Now, one of the reasons why the retail company may not have hired 
uh, or do not, do not want to onboard them at this point in time is because a they are not doing financially well uh, mm-hmm. because of the because of the uh, the uh, pandemic by itself now at that point in time you want to think do you really want to work in the retail segment at all now this is an opportunity for you to really pivot you want to start thinking a a company which is in retail it's not doing financially well even if i join this particular organization is it going to really make an impact for me or not right um the second mm-hmm. the, the other way to look around is um retail as an industry is not doing well can i think about other industries parallels uh, to to a company of this nature all right and how is it that i can gain domain expertise in that particular space to land an opportunity even otherwise the way i would look at it is um there's a, there's another thought to it completely the way i was thinking about it is um if the the amount of time what you have at your disposal now is more than ever correct because everybody is in quarantine mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so there is adequate amount of time which is available time is the is the most um uh, is is that scarce uh prior to covid-19 right now time is time time is abundantly available for everybody this is an ideal opportunity where you can utilize to invest in developing a new skill that's the way i'll look at it okay and you know i wanted to take it back just a little bit and ask you about the first time you came across the idea of intentional growth when this concept was was uh brought to your attention were you already doing something that matched uh growing intentionally or or when you came across it is this something that you had to adapt into your uh daily personal and work life so um intentional growth is something which i heard only about like 10 years ago right mm-hmm. uh, so prior to that um i would i would take it back to my athletic career uh, or my sports career um while i was playing cricket back uh, in my college and school days um not that I, i cannot compare myself to academics because i didn't do well in academics stuff <laughs> uh, so i can't talk much about it so i can talk a little bit about sports and again you can uh-huh. apply intentional growth to whatever you want right where it could be in mm-hmm. sports it could be in education um it could be in, in any area which you would like to apply um so having said that the amount of time what i spent uh in sports in in playing cricket uh, from my college uh, from my school days to college days um the intensity with which i did workouts not just with the teams outside the teams using coaches mentors um taking adequate amount of, or investing a whole lot of time in terms of practicing by myself um that i would call it as intentional growth i wanted to be a uh, a college cricket uh, a, a, a a team member of a college cricket team i wanted to pay, play during my college so that was all the effort which had gone in now when you so so about 10 15 years into my career right mm-hmm. um just in about 2011 um for the very first time um i was at uh, ups in atlanta and um we had uh, one of the prominent speakers he was a motivational speaker his name is rich bowes uh rich bowes was there and uh, that's the first time he was talking about um intentional growth and he was talking about 
two of these books which could transform it's not about he he did not talk about internet inten, intentional growth per se what he was talking about is two books which had which were transformative books for him and two books mm-hmm. which could be transformational for any individual just started reading those books but that was the starting point right um that ignited the thought of what intentional growth meant so um from there on I've I've been very intentional in terms of uh what is that what is it that I want to do right um what what is my um am I being intentional with my personal growth my professional growth um that's the way I look at it okay so, yep mhm and you know I I see this it's almost like a repetition of of the behavior right like you want to be you, you want to be accountable every day when you're trying to grow intentionally like to to take your example with uh wanting to be a college uh team member of 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 the cricket team yeah you, you had a lot of self accountability because you, I like what you said that you didn't have to do the extra workouts you didn't really have to do uh, you didn't have to reach out to mentors um outside of the team and 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 help you get better so why did you do those things um it is to achieve excellence that's the way i will put it um i wanted to be the best out there right um mm-hmm. so it, it's the it's the desire to be the best um better than the rest that is what really mm-hmm. drives that kind of behavior got it got it and and you mentioned mentorship which is uh great because it you know it, it has been one of our episodes and i just wanted to follow up on the conversation we had um in that episode and and ask you how does a mentor's role change with the with the shifting business dynamics of uh this time period that we're in um so no mentor can prepare you for this particular situation because nobody mm-hmm. in the world ever anticipated this to come right um right. with that being said um there are still so many unknown variables no mentor would be able to answer all the questions what one may have right so in my practical mm-hmm. situation what we are going through right now is within our mentor mentor circle right um or our advisory board we are constantly going through various different scenarios because all of these scenarios are things which we never anticipated right so mm-hmm. it's a constant uh, iteration of various different scenarios could this be a possibility could this be a possibility then we can come to a consensus so um the role of mentorship um is still very very important and it is even more important in this climate than it used to be in the past mm-hmm. if it it was necessary prior to covid-19 right now it is even more important because um at, at this point in time even with 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 the, with the regular circle of mentors you may not be able to come up with the with the right answers no no answer is right wrong right. but it's just a scenario plays how intense is your scenario play which is going to probably land you in the right direction so role of mentors mm-hmm. even more, more critical at the spawn at time that's what i would say. say that even mentors are having a hard time with with knowing exactly what to do yeah. it's very hard Agreed. to say i don't know yeah when when people are looking to you for answers right right 
and and I think that in a similar sense, even students, uh, many of who are listening to this uh, this interview right now, yeah. are being faced with the same situation where they don't necessarily know what to do. Yeah. Because to your point, it is such an unprecedented time yeah. right now. How would you use intentional growth strategies to accept that fact and move forward? Okay, um, great question. How would I use... Um... Okay, first of all, let me let me answer to the, the, the prior question when, when you started off stating that even mentors do not have the right answers, right? Um, uh, mm -hmm. what, so when you are surrounded by... Um, Mentors have certain abilities, all right? Uh, not all mentors come with the same set of abilities. Uh, certain mentors, so when you want to achieve, when, when you want to get to uh, from point A to point B, you have a set of mentors. From point B to point C, you have a different set of mentors, and so on and so forth, right? Um, it, it's a good time to go back to every mentor whom you've had because you could get that one unknown answer from somebody. All right now, um, coming back to the point, how do you use intentional growth at this point in time? At this juncture, um, in, in the situation where we are in, uh, it is so important to use intentional growth as as a, as a as a concept overall. Why? That is so much of information which is being shared by various different. Um, uh, that, uh, let me put it this way, organizations and firms or companies, uh, business leaders, um, so much of information which is being uh, thrown out and it is it is for free, which is available at this point in time. And you may be able to pick up some valuable nuggets out of that, which could transform your trajectory. And that is what we are doing indeed. In fact, since the time uh, COVID-19 has come in, uh, we have attended, because from an organization perspective, right, uh, because of the challenges what we're going through, um, several of the companies are organizing various different uh, programs around how do you manage your cash flows or how, many, how do you manage your people, how do you manage mental health for your people, how do you work remotely, how do you manage your teams remotely. All of these are unknowns for us, right? But how do we get to know that? It is only through uh, we, could, we could hunker down not listen to anything and just do business as usual as we were doing in the past or be intentionally focused on listening to these and growing. This is an opportunity for us to transform and grow. Let me put it that way. Right? So there is there's a lot of information which is being shared right now. And I think uh, companies who are really um, putting an intentional effort in attending to these or heeding or hearing to these um, webinars or information which is being shared by various different gurus, um, management gurus or management firms uh, or top-notch companies, listening to those, um, or there is a lot of podcasts which are being shared as well. Listening to those podcasts is what we are being, uh, is how we are being intentional in transforming our growth. That's what we're doing. Right, and and I liked that uh, you you brought up that that listening aspect of it too, because yeah, you're right. That, that you have to you have to change the way you do things, especially right now, to to keep going as a business. Yeah, and and it makes me think of the idea of community, like just just 
I think now more than ever, we are more mindful of the importance of what community really uh, was to us and, and what role it served, not only in our work life, but home life and everything in between. And, and I love asking this question in pretty much all of my interviews because I get very different answers and it really gives me an insight on what is actually going on in uh, the head of the person that I'm talking to. And, and I wanted to ask you, especially with, with the coronavirus being changing essentially everything that we've, um, that we've been doing, what does community mean to you now? <laughs> what does community mean? Um, so I think um, community is um, community is the most essential uh, need for our for mine and collectively. Uh, our well-being. It is not about... Mm -hmm. the, the way I look at community right now is um, I've never ever spent so much amount of time with our people, right? Um, mm -hmm. Our own teams globally. Um, back in the day when... So I've been in a very similar environment uh, in 2007 when, when we were at the... Uh, when I started the firm. I used to be working from home, right? And it was one single room, one single mm -hmm. one employee. It was the same environment. It is just that at that point in time, there were phones, and now it is virtual, so we get to see people. Technology has evolved, so we get to see people. So I would spend, um, I haven't had the opportunity, never ever in the last 13 years since I started the firm, I haven't had, I've had the opportunity to spend so much amount of time with people. Now, with the, in the last seven or eight weeks, We've spent a whole lot of time, I've spent a whole lot of time with knowing each and every individual and spending so much time together. Now, um, this is where I feel um, that there is a, there's a there's a very, very strong connectivity what we've been able to build with our people. Um, similarly, um, when, when we talk about uh, how we are... Um, how, how do we take this to the community, right? I, I believe right now um, our neighbors, the communities, what we live in, each one of us is caring for, the, for, caring for their neighbor or for an individual who is in their community. Uh, never ever have, have seen uh, this kind of a bond which ever existed in communities. So I think this is, a, this is probably a strongest moment in time which has brought communities and people together. That, that is one of the only positive takes I've, I have, uh, I've heard uh, to that question right now. You know, usually the, the traditional answer is, well, you know, we're not as socially um, active anymore. You know, community has taken a backseat to overall survival and things like that. And, and I'm really happy that you said that because I've had I've had a similar experience just in and around like my own neighborhood. You know, yeah. I, I see people out and about, you know, distance of course, right. but but there's this there is this sense of um respect in in a way. There's a sense of respect and 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 a and an equality that, that I just did not really see before, or maybe I just wasn't mindful of it. I, I think I really like that you said that because 
ironically, when it's taken away, you you start being more more aware of what community really is and what type of community you want to foster. And and I like that you you brought back uh, you know the the story about going into oh seven and and just having a phone and and uh, and, and kind of being in that position. Would you give any advice to that person, you know, sitting on the phone in, in your office, uh, knowing what you know now? Uh, or would you just leave, leave him alone <laughs> and let him do what he wanted? So I, I think, um, so, so when, when I, when I uh, go back to the 07 me and now, um, that particular office did not have a window. That's all is the difference. Right now I have a window <laughs> and I have a lot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. More natural. Well, yes, right? That's good. Now I, I can see people, right? But I, I think there is a, that there's a lot more uh, focus. What, what I um, had back then and right now as well, um, just working from home, hunkered mm-hmm. down. Uh, well, well, you got to meet your customers and all of that, but I think there's there's a there's a lot of lot of focus which was in there um, or in right now when you're doing it, and that's the reason why people are complaining. Hey, that we are putting in extended hours. It's no more an eight-hour workday. People are putting in a lot more hours because they're so glued and they right. they're not able to draw a line in terms of what is a personal and professional life. So it's it's getting blurred. Right, but to your point, mm-hmm. uh, is there is there any recommendation for that individual in 07? I think he did a great job. Continue to do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I think I think that's where where we should yeah. leave it I, I, on a on a very positive note. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And 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 before before I let you go, um, you know, I've 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 asked this question a little bit even earlier on, but you know, let's say that. What would you What would you have to say to the students that are listening to this podcast right now, and are anxious about their uh, futures, about their careers, their jobs have just been rescinded, things like that? And you've answered this a little bit before, but if you had to sum it up in a few statements that they they could really take home with them after after this podcast is over and kind of repeat it to themselves to to keep moving, what would that be? So first of all, um, to all those all those students who have um, who have uh, got offers extended or they've been accepted in a particular role, first of all, congratulations to all of those um, in landing those offers. Uh, they must have put in intentional growth as one of the key slivers for them to really get here, right? Mm-hmm. They, they must have done definitely well for them to win offers. Now, second thing is fear not mm-hmm. um, or do not get concerned over this over over a rollback offer. Uh, it is easier said than done. At the stage in which you are at your career, you might be thinking, my whole world has come to an end. That, oh, I had a great job, now I, I, I don't have a job right now. Now, the, the whole world is going through. In fact, my daughter, uh, is in, is in, uh, she's going to the final year now. Uh, she's also going through a similar situation. All of them are going through the similar situation, but your situation is, is not unique. That is one of the things which, which students should be aware of. Now, um, say, for example, when say um, an opportunity, what you have lost in the sense a, a particular employer um, has not hired you. Okay, uh, 
or they want to defer this offer. They would do this because of the uncertainty in their own business, not because they did not like you. You're good. And that's the reason why they've hired you. It's just the economic climate. They don't have, uh, they are making losses right now and as a result of which they're not able to do. There is something which is called as in businesses, which is essential and non-essential. Essential is things which are needed to run the business right now. Non-essential things are things which can be put off to a later point in time. So there are two ways for you to look at it, right? The first way to look at it is you're fortunate that you're not joining a company which is not doing financially well at this point in time because you can be let go at any point in time, right? So you should think on that line. Mm -hmm. Now, think about there are other firms who are still hiring in this market right now. It's not that every no other company is hiring. I want you to think about who are the other companies whom you're hiring, who are hiring, Go back to them and let them know you've had this great offer and you would like to work for that particular company. Figure out where the demand is. Use this opportunity. Mm -hmm. The third suggestion what I would have is use this opportunity to land internships. There are several online internships which are available even if you're in lockdown. Call the employers and tell them that you're available to work for free. Don't take a dime out of it, all right? You may lose six months of income, but think about what is the um, what is the significance what you would bring to the relationship if you call the employers and said, hey, you know what? I came out, I'm, I've graduated from a top school, and I would like to take up an offer for free. I would do it for six months, absolutely zero cost. This shows your true commitment to the employer, and you will be well rewarded uh, when, when things just turn around. Use this time to upgrade your skills, upgrade to pick up some new skills. You know, um, the, uh, outside this whole wild thought is this is something what I what uh, this is something which I heard from Neil Fosterichia. He, he was talking in one of his shows um, is about a Harvard grad coming out of from Harvard. And he still didn't want to go to some of the Goldman Sachs and the top uh, business schools. He wanted to go and work for mm -hmm. uh, a company where a Harvard grad would not go so that you would be the linchpin in the small business or you would be the big fish in the small pond. Nobody comes with that kind of skill. So I would take this opportunity to go and call small employers or the medium-sized employers. Um, so if you came from a top B school, the way you should be looking at it is, or a top uh, uh, IT school or engineering school or a top uh, liberal arts school, you should be calling the small employers and saying, hey, you know what? I graduated from this particular school and I'd love to come and work for a small business because small business is the heart of the economy and I'd love to come and work for you. And don't take a dime for the next six months. Think about what is it that you, the impact, what you may have created for the business and how is it that you're going to be rewarded. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope you took something away from today's episode. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any new content. And though the episode is over, the conversation still continues. Connect with Sidorai if you've got any questions you want featured on the show. Our socials are linked in the podcast description. Next time, we're talking about how to believe in yourself resiliently. This episode is produced by the Audiographies team, edited and mastered by Jacob Smullian, and the music is by Keenan Willis and Yolanda Weathers. We'll see you in the next one.